With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Hi, this is Stephen Nill, CEO of CharityChannel.com. So, you want your charity to succeed. You came to the right place. Integration of online and offline techniques is the key to your successful fundraising, and practical advice on going green is what you need. With this show, The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart, you will learn from experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Our host is Ted Hart, one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. This year, he is celebrating 25 years in the nonprofit sector and the 10-year anniversary of his firm, TedHart.com. His books range from successful online fundraising to the use of social media and how to make your nonprofit green. His guests are leaders in their field who will share tips and trade secrets for nonprofit management, green strategy, and fundraising success. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, here's Ted. And good afternoon. This is Ted Hart, your host of the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show, coming to you live from a very sunny, beautiful day here in the nation's capital. This is Tuesday, May 24th. You are live here on the Nonprofit Coach. And as always, here on the Nonprofit Coach, we always start with page one news. page one uh, news is to remind you that you can follow along with the radio links as always at tedhart.com click on radio links first up here in the radio links today uh, as our uh, longtime listeners know we are big fans for nonprofit organizations uh, to help them go green by using more telephone conferencing in telephone conferencing, you can cut down on the number of meetings that your volunteers and staff members have to drive to. Well, there's an enhancement to one of our favorite services, and that's a free service offered by freeconferencecalling.com. And, yes, you can find the link at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. At freeconferencecalling.com, you'll find that they have added a Q&A mode, uh, and that's added to their new conference manager. And it continues to be a free service. And the new summary of uh, services is that the, you can host and guest speakers. You can mute attendees with asking questions, with questions to ask, uh, and attendees. Uh, you can determine what their speaking rights are. So uh, that free service continues to get better. Uh, learn all about it at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. Just a reminder, as we move through page one news and we move closer uh, to page two, our page two expert today, a little bit of a change from our earlier announcement, thrilled to welcome today on page two, Mark Sutton, who is the president of Artes Interactive and is globally recognized as a web, mobile, and application uh, for iPhones and other smartphones uh, fundraising experts. So he's going to be sharing his insights into how charitable organizations can use each of these platforms to succeed with fundraising. You'll be able to ask a question live if you'd like to call in today by dialing 347 324 3080. You can also join us over in the chat room, and I do see a number of folks over in the chat room. Welcome. You can type out your questions there if you'd like. Uh, or for the super shy, you can also just email me at tedhart at tedhart.com. Those of you who have been listening for a while may remember a while ago uh, we talked about the uh, Panera uh, founder who was launching um, a series of pay-as-you-go outlets that benefit charities. Well, the Panera founder is now coming out and letting us know that the, uh, these uh, charity cafes have been a big success. 
Ronald Salick, uh, chairman of Panera, said 60% of customers at these nonprofit eateries operated by the company's charitable foundation in Detroit, Portland, Oregon, and St. Louis metropolitan areas pay more than the suggested funding levels uh, that the cafe suggests in its menu prices. Uh, only uh, one in five pays less than the suggested amount. So this is a really terrific opportunity for local charities. And bravo again uh, to the folks over at Panera uh, for taking their success and helping support charities in Detroit, Portland, Oregon, and St. Louis. Next up here on Page One News, and again, you can always follow along with our Page One radio links by going directly to tedhart.com and click on radio links. A question is, are you charting the impact of your social media? Well, new service uh, at chartingimpact.org. This is a joint effort that is a strategic alliance between the Better Business Bureau Wise Giving Alliance GuideStar, an independent sector. Uh, what this uh, allows you to do is use a standard framework to easily and clearly understand the objectives, benchmarks for progress, and impact of nonprofits and foundations. Uh, we encourage you to go and check it out. Uh, learn how you might be able to utilize these tools to not only organize your own impact, but also be able to chart that impact over time. Learn all about it over at tedhart.com. Click on radio links and you'll get all the information about this new partnership called chartingimpact.org. Next up here on the Nonprofit Coach is an article that comes to us from the Chronicle of Philanthropy. Massachusetts is considering a financing approach for social service projects that would require charities and philanthropists to obtain private financing and show results before getting state money. The state has issued a request for information to explore social impact bonds. Approach, which is an approach that's being tested in Britain right now on a program to reduce the number of criminals who return to jail. Now, the U.S. government is also interested in this approach, and President Obama has allocated $100 million for a pilot project in his 2012 budget. So everyone should at least begin to get a working knowledge of what are social impact bonds because it seems that they are here, they're coming to the United States, and they could be part of the future of your organization. Read all about it in the Chronicle of Philanthropy, link provided at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. Next up is that early leading edge of the good news that we've been predicting for a while, that 2012 is going to be a much better year for fundraising for charitable organizations. Well, it turns out 2011 is not looking too shabby. And according to Bloomberg uh, and the Bloomberg Online News, Yale right now is leading the rebound in donations as $100 million, yes, that's $100 million gifts begin to multiply. Yale University and the University of Pennsylvania are leading a rebound in contributions to colleges as donors who held back during the recession are now writing checks again following two years of rising stock market. Let's not lose sight of the fact that the stock market is way up. And for a lot of your donors who are holding stock, this is a great opportunity for them to avoid capital gains by making a donation of stock as opposed to a donation of cash. Make sure that you read all about it over at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. Next up here on uh, the, the Nonprofit Coach is uh, we want to uh, welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach a good friend of ours, uh, and that is Steve Culverson. Steve has been here on the show, was very popular here on the show, but today he's coming to us uh, live uh, for an update on a very important initiative that Youth Service America is all about. Welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach, Steve Culverson. Please tell us all about the Chase Community Giving Project. Hey, Ted. It's great to be back on your show again, and uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, as, as your listeners know, this is quite a this is a, quite a remarkable movement out there of crowdsourcing around um, really the public uh, taking over some of the decision making that philanthropy has made in the past, 
and it's done through a whole series of programs. Pepsi has one, as you know, called Pepsi Refresh. Uh, I know the Case Foundation had one uh, that they were doing, and but but a really uh, a really big one is the one that's happening uh, with J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, the big banking uh, conglomerate in New York City, and they've created this program uh, called Chase Community Giving. And Chase Community Giving is uh, is based on Facebook, uh, so they're uh, they're taking advantage of the Facebook um, imprimatur, if you will, and uh, creating a program where they're they're literally giving uh, in in this particular uh, year, and it's divided into two pieces, giving away five million dollars to nonprofit organizations um, in the first round. Youth Service America won uh, $25,000, was one of the 100 finalists out of uh, thousands of organizations. And, uh, and now we're competing with those 100 finalists for an additional $2.5 million, uh, of which uh, that will be divided up into smaller chunks. Uh, but the, the biggest of the smaller chunks is, is the grand prize, which is $500,000. Uh, and as you know, and, and as your listeners know from being uh, in the nonprofit world, that kind of unrestricted giving, uh, unrestricted dollar support, is is really pretty rare, and particularly at, at, at these sizes. So um, all of us are going all out to try to win uh, at at least some of that money, if not the five hundred thousand dollars. So, well, we um, certainly want to do uh, all that we can to support all the various charities that are part of the Chase Community Giving Project. As a special friend uh, of the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show, we do want Youth Service America to please share with us how our listeners can help your organization. Now, Steve, today over in the radio links, uh, we not only have a link to your particular page on the giving uh, Chase uh, Community Giving Project at Facebook, uh, but we've also highlighted it uh, in uh, in yellow, so it won't be difficult for our listeners uh, to find that today at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. Tell us what they're going to find when they go to that link. Yeah, what they will find is a uh, is a page, and if they're already a member of uh, of the Chase Giving Program. Um, then they can they can go right in and, and immediately vote. It takes less than ten seconds uh, uh, to click the the vote button um, in the middle of the page, and uh, and then they're done. Um, and that's that's terrific. If they are not already uh, a member, or uh, if they haven't liked, uh, which is a Facebook term, if they haven't liked the Chase Community Giving Program, uh, then they can do that right at the top of the page. Just click on the like button. Uh, and that then qualifies them to vote. And if they don't want to stay in that realm and they don't get spammed or anything, but if some people don't like to be part of that, they can just unlike it after they vote, and their vote will still have counted. So uh, it's no big deal uh, if, if uh, you know, some people just don't want to be part of, of these different networks. Um, but, yeah, the easiest thing is, is to go in and, and click the Like button at the top if you're not already there. And then uh, just click on the vote for YSA for Youth Service America, and then it's done. It's uh, it's pretty easy. Well, that's great. And uh, Steve, I've already uh, done that uh, for uh, for Youth Service America. Uh, can you tell at this point how Youth Service America is doing uh, in the Chase Community Giving Project, or or do they not reveal that to you? I haven't seen it yet today, um, but I know that we're competitive, and uh, and I know we've got a lot of people who will vote. By the way, the voting ends uh, tomorrow night at midnight, so there's a this isn't one where you you know come back and vote every day. Uh, you only can vote once, and that's the good news for for all the voters out there. And of course, the other um, the other aspect of that is that we'll be pushing hard over these. Uh, Next 36 hours uh, to make sure that all of uh, all of our constituencies across the country vote, and we certainly are grateful to you, Ted, and and to your listeners for their vote because every single vote counts. It's like any election; um, you know, you can literally um, win by one. And uh, so we know that other people are out there uh, making their case. And let me tell you and what we're going to do. Right with now, 2,791,000 people on Facebook who have said that they like. Uh, the community uh, Chase Community Giving Project. 
Uh, we do encourage our, our listeners to please consider Youth Service America. There are a lot of very worthy uh, uh, causes on this program. And I'll just make note of it, uh, since I live in the state of Maryland, uh, I did make note of the fact that our governor, Martin O'Malley, uh, is one of those uh, 2 million-plus people who says that he likes the Chase Community Giving Project. Uh, so, Steve Culberson, again, thank you for joining us here on the Nonprofit Coach, drawing our attention uh, to the importance of voting before midnight tomorrow night to help your favorite charity, and good luck to you, Service America. Thank you so much, Ted. Really appreciate it. Take care. Back here on page one here on the Nonprofit Coach. Don't forget we're uh, moving uh, each, uh, per, each time that we mention uh, a story on uh, page one, we inch ever closer uh, to page two uh, uh, expert. Our page two expert today is Mark Sutton, uh, who is president of Artez Interactive. You will be able to call in and ask him a question if you'd like to dial 347 324-3080 if you have any questions about online giving, mobile giving, or applications uh, for smartphones, this is the guy to ask. All you need to do is dial in, press the number one that will raise your hand on the switchboard and let me know that you'd like to ask a question. You can also ask a question over in the chat room or if you'd like, you can send me an email at tedhart.com. At ted now, next up here on the uh, Nonprofit Coach over at tedhart.com, click on Radio Links, you'll find our next radio link. And this is a very important study uh, that uh, is the Index of Global Philanthropy and Remittances uh, 2011. And what this does is seeks to catalog remittances of all countries to developing countries. So if you're concerned about those who are living in developing countries and how much money is flowing to help them, uh, good news in this report, you can read all about it at tedhart.com, click on radio links, uh, and that is as reported by the uh, director of the Center for Global Prosperity at Hudson Institute, Dr. Carol Edelman, uh, she shares with us that 2009 was a disappointing year in money flowing to developing countries. But this decline was reversed in 2010 with positive growth that's expected in 2011. Most significantly in this report um, is that while the numbers are up, is that 80%, 80% of the developed world's total economic engagement with the developing world is through private financial flows, including investments, philanthropy, and remittances. So read all about it if you're at all concerned or interested in what is being done to help those in developing countries. This is the definitive report, uh, and please read all about it at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. Next here on page one news, I want to draw your attention uh, to the launch of the Black Baud uh, Supporter Journey Tour. Right now they are announcing that they will be in Boston, San Francisco, and Seattle with the expected announcement soon of fall dates in Toronto, New York, City and Washington, D.C. You can get ahead of the game. You can also read uh, uh, their Twitter feed uh, over at tedhart.com. Click on radio links, and you're looking for the Blackboard Supporter Journey Tour. Next up here on the Nonprofit Coach, i got to tell you, I get really excited about new technology that's free and really works well. Now, if you use Firefox, which we really encourage you uh, to consider using Mozilla Firefox uh, as your browser uh, for the Internet, there's a wonderful new service. Um, called On The Go, and what they allow you to do, and you can find the link directly at tedhart.com, click on radio links, is that your bookmarks on your desktop at your office can now be synced with every other computer in your office, and even more importantly, can be synced with your smartphone browser as well. So now all of the, the links that you have so thoughtfully stored on your desktop, you can make those available to other staff people in your office by simply setting up the sync uh, feature uh, for Firefox history, bookmarks, and open tabs, and that can link, as I said, all of your various computers that are using Firefox in your office and your smartphones. So this is a really smart technology. Free comes embedded in the latest version uh, of Firefox, and all you have to do is download Home Free, and the link is available at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. 
We want to draw your attention to another link over at tedhart.com. Click on radio links, and that is the uh, latest Nonprofit Times 2011 Salary and Benefits Survey. Now, if you complete this survey by May 28th, so you don't have very much time to complete that, you can be entered into a drawing for $500 donation uh, to your organization or a charitable organization of your choice. Uh, so obviously the more charities that participate in the survey, the richer the data and the more reliable it is for all of us working in the nonprofit sector. We, of course, are very pleased to draw attention to the good work of the folks at Nonprofit Times and encourage all of our listeners today uh, to not only participate in the 2011 Salary and Benefits Survey, but also put yourself in the running for potentially earning $500 uh, for your charity. And also an added benefit uh, to anyone who participates in this survey is that you will receive an executive summary for free of the outcomes of that survey. And that can be very valuable uh, to your charitable organization. Almost uh, done here on page one. This has been a very full page one today. It's just been chocked full of news today. Just want to remind you that you can call in and ask a question when we get to page two by dialing 347-324-3080. And our expert today is Mark Sutton, president of Artez Interactive. Join us over in the chat room or email me at tedhart at tedhart.com. Next up here is the good folks over at Blackboard uh, have uh, released a social giving report that paints a vibrant online fundraising landscape. Well, we know this, uh, that the, the essence of successful online fundraising uh, is people-to-people -people fundraising. It is reaching out to others. It is now finding those multipliers using social media that allow you to inspire people to take action. Well, we've got the proof in the data that is now provided uh, to us over at Blackboard. Uh, so don't miss the opportunity uh, to learn all about this by reading Blackboard's social giving report available to you today uh, at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. Now, next up here on uh, the, our final uh, message here uh, is an international message and one that we want to share with all of our listeners uh, over in the U.K. Now, certainly a lot of charities have taken a hit in the budget cuts uh, under uh, Prime Minister David Cameron. Now, Prime Minister David Cameron just yesterday unveiled the Social Action Fund uh, in a giving white paper uh, that uh, his big society uh, uh, government has released. Uh, now, we do hope to have an analysis of that uh, white paper for you on next week's show. So let me give you a heads up, mark your calendar. Next week's show is, of course, on Tuesday, of course, always at 12 noon Eastern. And our expert next week is Scott Chisholm. Scott Chisholm will be uh, joining us for the annual announcement of the Stay Classy Awards. What are they and how can your organization, you personally, or companies that support you, uh, win one of the Stay Classy Awards that are akin to the charitable sector's Oscar Awards. So learn all about that, who's been recognized in the past, and when voting will take place uh, this year. With that, that brings us to uh, the close of a very lengthy Page 1 news today. That means that we go full speed on to Page 2. <laughs> is a long-standing friend of the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show. He's one of the premier experts in the nonprofit sector and currently serving as president of Artez Interactive, headquartered in Toronto, Canada. A global leader in Internet and mobile-based fundraising, Artez offers a platform that helps nonprofits engage their supporters as fundraisers people-to-people -people fundraising. You hear it here, you hear it again, and now you're going to be learning from an expert who knows why this really works. Nearly $750 million has been raised for nonprofit organizations uh, around the world on the Artez system. Mark has worked over 20 years of experience in online marketing, fundraising, social media, and business development. Mark and I have worked together for a number of years uh, prior to becoming uh, the uh, president of Artez Interactive, 2000, 
three, Mark established First Giving in the United States, which is, uh, we just were talking about the U.K., uh, was the U.S. arm uh, to one of the leading fundraising groups uh, in uh, Europe that's Just Giving, and he led that company from 2003 to 2008. Welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach, Art Sutton. Hey, Ted, how are you? Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be here. Hey, Mark, we did have a bit of a problem with our, our scheduling yesterday with uh, uh, our guest, uh, uh, Kendall, uh, uh, from uh, uh, Just Give uh, here in the United States, uh, was expected to be our guest, and her schedule uh, changed. So thank you for pinch-hitting today, and it's rather a fortuitous opportunity for us. Now, Kendall will be joining us here live on the Nonprofit Coach in November, but I'm so excited to have you here uh, because as the president of Artez Interactive, uh, you've only been in that position a few months, and wow, have things really blossomed and ex- expanded uh, over in uh, at Artez, particularly with mobile giving becoming so important. Tell us all about your new tenure at Artez and what's new. Well, thanks, Ted. Um, yeah, it, it really is an exciting time. I mean, for, first of all, Artez is uh, kind of growing in a way that it, that it uh, you know, really hasn't before, and a lot of it's due to the culmination of, of what it's been working on over the last um, nearly a decade, and it's uh, a system that's kind of tried and true. It's um, uh, very vibrant in the Canadian market, um, increasingly so in the U.S. market as organizations are looking for alternatives in terms of creating customized uh, fundraising programs online, and there's also a nice presence in the U.K. as well as Australia. But uh, it's funny, I was thinking when, when you were introducing me as a as an expert in, in, in the mobile space, I, it, I, I feel as though we're definitely at the forefront because this is an area that we started investing in um, probably about 18 months or so ago. And I feel much more like a learner in the mobile space than an expert at this point. But um, it, it, it is interesting because we, we've really just started – I think the sector in general is really starting to um, see what's happening and kind of see the promise starting to take shape with mobile fundraising. Um, and just a little bit of background about what we've been doing. Um, have uh, recently um, released um, – uh, uh, apps, an iPhone app, and we're soon to release an Android um, app that um, uh, our nonprofit uh, uh, users of our, of our online platform can use to give to their fundraisers around their events, so walks, rides, runs, and now the fundraiser actually has kind of a, an app-based um, version of their fundraising um, uh, pages online so they can make solicitations, they can post to Facebook, tweet out, they can actually receive donations right on their phone. They can also see how they're doing. So that's one piece of it. And that's, you know, for a lot of the events that we've been working has been a really nice adjunct for people who are supporting their organization and doing so online, where if you think about it, more and more um, we are uh, really using our phone as the way to access the Internet. So we're starting to get some good data back there and seeing um, some, some very interesting results, which I'll get into in just a minute. The other aspect of what we're seeing is kind of the um, – the mobile web and what that means, and we've been we've been changing the way we've personally, or, or, or we as a company, have been viewing the mobile web and what it means to uh, nonprofits in terms of how they engage their their constituents, and then also how donations are ultimately made as well. So, how does this all work together, uh, Mark? Are these separate silos, or is there some sort of integration technique that our listeners should know about? Well, you know, the, the, I'll start with mobile web, which, which I happen to think is uh, very exciting because more and more, um, if you think about how we are all using the web and how we might be engaging our constituents where, you know, let's say a newsletter goes out, well, we, we see on an increasing basis, um, and, and the statistics are actually quite high right now in terms of the, the percentage of individuals who are actually getting that, opening it, and reading it on a smartphone. And so we're seeing um, an increasing volume of hits coming to our uh, not only the sites that we operate, but the but the donation pages themselves. So we're seeing um, upwards of 10% of the traffic to our donate pages right now coming through the mobile web, and that's up even since December. Give, give that number again. So so what you're saying is 
10% of online donations right now are actually coming through mobile web. It's actually less than that. We're seeing 10% of the visits to these pages coming from the mobile web right now. So if you, of all the people that are hitting, let's say, your donate form. But that, that's um, a significant part of, of traffic is if you're saying if you don't have, uh, you're not moving towards having some sort of uh, mobile capacity, then you could potentially right now be losing 10% of your potential market. I think that's right. I think that what we're seeing is we're seeing that percentage grow. I think it's going to grow over time. So the message isn't that if, if you're not kind of doing this whole hog right now, you've missed out. I think it's really just, uh, I think it emphasizes what we're all seeing in terms of our own uh, mobile use, the prevalence of smartphones right now, which are actually, um, depending on which report you look at, have either just surpassed um, PC and laptop sales or, or are about to in 2012. So it's really the way we're choosing to interact with the Internet. And what we're seeing is that people are coming to your sites right now. They're coming to your donation pages right now. And increasingly, it's via um, a mobile device. And so one of the things that's meant to us Now, what's, what's the connection, though, to, to donations? Are they, uh, for instance, I'm, I'm just wondering, are they using the mobile web to go and check you out, learn about you, and you need to make sure that you're, you're providing sort of that inspiration information, but are they using other forms to actually make the gift, uh, or are you seeing a propensity of visit and gift? I think it's a little bit of both right now. We're definitely seeing people coming and checking out the sites on mobile devices. Um, we're also seeing a uh, you know, roughly 2% or so of um, sites that we've powered with kind of mobile, donate, kind of mobile optimized web uh, donation forms uh, actually receiving donations. Uh, these forms. Now, it's kind of um, it, it, it's small but growing, and it's interesting that, that anything is happening at all, in my opinion, because right now, to make a donation in most cases, um, it means pulling out your credit card, typing in your digits, your, your 16 digits on, on your handset, and people are actually doing this. There's a lot of energy going into making that process much easier. And I think that what we're going to see um, as we kind of get into the future is, you know, your phone will start to become more like your wallet. And I think that there are some organizations like PayPal who are a particularly good example of this, where uh, if you have a PayPal account and your your site is uh, is powered with, with, with PayPal, with PayPal's ability to give, it's a very simple process to enter your donation amount, your credentials, and make a donation. And, I, and, when, and kind of what I like in it, too, is as the ability to make a donation online becomes as simple as it is to buy a song on iTunes, you're going to see a much greater conversion of the what I mentioned, the 10% of people coming to your site actually giving. Um, and I, I, in my view, this is where this starts to head. And um, we're certainly not quite there yet, but you definitely see signs leading in that direction. Now, now to your other point, Ted, I think we're definitely seeing people use using their, their mobile web devices to um, open that newsletter, to come to your site, to check things out. So there's definitely an engagement level happening right now um, that organizations should be ready for. So what would you say is the smart strategy right now for, for charities? Is it still to focus on outfitting that online web-based, uh, or are we starting to see the tipping point where we need web mobile app? You know, I, I think it's probably the former right now. Um, we're seeing, again, with, with, with more and more people visiting uh, sites of all, of all natures um, with, with a, a smartphone or some sort of mobile device. I think that kind of the lesson right now is to um, start thinking about um, how your site is rendered um, in, a, in a mobile optimized environment. And whether you're talking to your CMS provider or your fundraising platform provider, it's going to be important to make sure that um, your site um, looks good and, and is potentially even structured a little bit differently when viewed on the mobile web. So for example, um, we at Artez are thinking very differently about how these pages look and behave on a, ver on a small handset, a BlackBerry, an iPhone, or an Android, as opposed to a big browser. And it's more than just taking what you see on your big browser on your laptop and cramming it onto a small phone. It's basically streamlining that experience so that when somebody visits your site from a smaller uh, handset, um, you're thinking very much in terms of the, the use cases, the flow.
not trying to provide as much information as you possibly can on, on, on a, as you might in a larger screen. So and that's really uh, where the apps come in. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a streamlined, easier to use version of a uh, a browser web. Well, I think that's exactly right. So, that, so that exactly as we transition over to the apps, it is a very streamlined version. Um, and what we're seeing is a similar sort of um, look and feel type approach being used increasingly on the mobile web. So that when your website or when your donation form recognizes as being visited from a mobile device, it actually presents the information slightly differently. So it's easier for the user to navigate through to make that donation. Now, on the, on the app side of things, um, you're right, this is something that's related but, but different. It's actually something, in the case of the iPhone, um, you can have a supporter download um, your, your, your Walks um, app, and they could log in using a secure login, that they would, and they can access the page that they've created for your events that they're raising funds for. So they can see their thermometer in terms of how they're doing against their fundraising progress. They can also... Right. Um, and because and, and, I think it can be confusing for our listeners sometimes to understand all of these these terms. I, I think for a lot of folks it was it was hard enough thinking of, you know, offline now becoming online and I need a website, but now I need a <laughs> website, now I need a, a mobile application, uh, I need a mobile website. Um, so helping kind of peel that back a little bit, if we think of your website as sort of your online home, uh, you want to have a version of that that, that is able to be viewed uh, by uh, on the mobile web, um, but that's still your website. That's still essentially the information. It should probably be streamlined so that it's easier for people to access it. But when you start moving towards a true application, which could simply be a streamlined version of your website, it's really about engagement, isn't it? It's, it for someone to use your app, want your app, there needs to be something in it where they're engaging. It's interesting. It's fun. It's tracking progress. It's uh, something of that sort that's easy to do on, on, on uh, a smartphone as opposed to just simply accessing your information. That's really it. And that's a great point, Ted, where they're actually accessing their information. So in this case, their efforts to raise funds for your cause around, let's say, their walk. And so what they're doing is they're going on and they're seeing um, how is their progress doing, how much money have they raised. They're actually going to be asking their friends. And the, the wonderful thing about it, a phone and kind of having, having the, their app on it is they're connected to Facebook, they're connected to Twitter, their email contacts are in there. So you really, at, at, at their fingertips, have the ability for them to promote their support of in your event. And it's a very natural use case, if you will, of how people are using their phones anyways to communicate on Facebook or email. And then the next one is um, they can actually take donations. And this is the sort of thing where, Ted, I, if you and I were sitting down, I could ask you to uh, contribute to my fundraising efforts, hand you my phone, and you could type in your PayPal credentials, and you'd make a, a, a donation on my behalf to the charity that I'm supporting. So, um, and, and right now, you've mentioned PayPal a couple of times. Right now, for sort of the, the, the average charity looking to move in this direction, is that the payment gateway that makes most sense for these services? Well, it's either the gateway, but what sits on top of that is their mobile express checkout. So regardless of what gateway you do use, you can still enable um, your, your checkout with the mobile express checkout. And so it's something that kind of is, is gateway agnostic, and it's something that it's – it's very easy to set up, and if you're as you're starting to think about um, visitors and how they engage you on on the mobile device, that's definitely a good thing to think about as well. Now, percentage-wise, you said it's about 10% in terms of traffic, but percentage-wise, it's still a relatively small uh, percentage, or is it even a percentage of giving? Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a lower percentage. We're seeing right now, you know, r r roughly two percent. Um, we actually saw um, in the in the 72 hours after um, the Japan uh, tsunami, we actually saw that spike up to four percent. And I think that uh, you know that potentially has something to do with the urgency and just the fact that people may have learned about this 
you know, on, on their handset, and there was an immediate call to action. But it's still relatively low. And I think that, you know, an important piece of this is it's something that we're going to see grow over time. It's not something that, um, you know, if you're not all over it right now, is it going to dramatically um, impact, you know, your performance in 2011? I'd, I'd say probably not. Um, but it's really just to, to start um, collectively thinking about what are the – what are the steps in the building blocks that we need to put in place? And, you know, the point you made where it's thinking about having an online version of your site and, and a mobile version of your site, I guess one, one point of clarification I want to make sure that people understand is that it's not having two sites necessarily or two different um, donation forms. It's as you talk to um, your your uh, platform providers like an Artez or whoever um, you work with to produce your site or even think about your newsletter um, tools. You know, so if you're using like a constant contact or, or, or an organization like that, it's the one email still goes out, but it's basically optimized for both versions of the browser. Right. So however it's accessed, it's able to be read, and it's important that you think about that technology ahead of time so, so it's sort of built in even if you don't need it right now. I think that's right. I think it's, it'll be a conversation that as you as you talk with your providers of these services, um, start to incorporate this into your thinking. And I, I think you probably be, probably find that, that that most of the ones you, you're hopefully working with are thinking about this anyways. I know it's something that's been very much on our mind, and we're actually, you know, really starting to see the fruits emerge. Uh, Mark, we have a, an email question just came in from uh, Beth from. Uh, from New York, and, and she's wondering um, how much can she expect to raise through uh, uh, smartphones? You know, it's, it, it, it is an interesting question. I, I think what I, would, what I would say is the ubiquitous, um, it's going to depend. You know, what, what can you raise right now, and then, and then what does it look like going forward? Um, the way I would think of this is I would encourage everybody to think of mobile giving and mobile engagement as a channel for what you're already doing. So it's not something that's necessarily going to sit alone where you have to come up with whole new mobile giving programs and that type of thing. You know, it's not terribly dissimilar from, you know, if you, if you set the Wayback Machine and think about um, when you first introduced your online donation form. Um, it, really what you saw is people who are giving, you made it easier for them to give in the way that they want to give time that it was best for them to give. And I think what you're going to see is as you think about how you incorporate mobile into the various programs that you already run, you're going to start to see a percentage of that um, flowing through the mobile, uh, the mobile channel, if you will. Now, I think along the way we're going to discover kind of different and unique use cases. I think in some ways, um, you know, that some of the text-to-give programs that we saw emerge around Haiti. Like, I think that there's, there are funds that were raised that without text-to-give in that form of mobile probably would never have been generated. So I think that there, there certainly are scenarios, but I think it would depend upon how you, how you include mobile in your existing uh, programs and strategy. I guess that's just one point of summary. I would say encourage everybody to think about where to start with this, because <clears throat> I believe that can kind of be the most daunting point or, or daunting part of this is think about how you start to incorporate it in what you're already doing. Well, and that and that's a, that was actually where my questions were going to go next is, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, point here is that the whole text to uh, to give has really been where the thought for mobile giving has has been, and of course the restriction there is the very very high cost uh, of the uh, phone companies actually managing that process, and even in in the the instances where they make it available uh, for charities uh, at a lower cost, it's really micro giving. It's not it's not really at a level that uh, that is an engagement gift. It's it, you know it's that five dollar ten dollar gift, which is not serious for any charity of modest size. Um, and really does restrict itself to sort of those mega giving opportunities that you know might be disaster based. Um, how, give, give me a little bit of the crystal ball in terms of do you see that becoming less of the topic of choice? And really, for the average charity, it's really the mobile web and the mobile app that allows them to raise money of an annual gift kind of size or a serious engagement kind of size 
um, without those extra costs of engaging it through the phone company. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point here, Ted. Um, I, I think that there there probably is um, a place in some or, or possibly many um, you know, fundraisers' bags for text to give. But what we've seen is that it tends to be it tends to have been most successful where there is a platform by which um, you can promote this. And um, you know, we saw with with Haiti, it was. It was um, a disaster of epic proportion. Um, it was something that spread very quickly. It was promoted on national television, and um, it really did spread quickly. When you think about how many organizations have access to that sort of media or that sort of reach, <clears throat> that can potentially be a limiting factor in terms of, of how these are rolled out. And, and, and that's what I've heard from for many of our clients. It's just a reality. The other thing to, that you put your finger on was, you know, the donations right now tend to be $5 or $10. I've heard that there's some experimentation going on with $25, and it all has to do with the way the money flows through the carriers to the charity. So um, there is a kind of a natural um, cap or kind of upper ends to the size of those donations, which is, which is imposed largely by the carriers, as I understand it. What we're seeing um, with the online donations that have been coming through both the mobile app as well as the mobile web is that the average size of those donations is right in line, um, in fact, just about spot on, the size of the donations that are coming through the big browser. So what comes through your online donation form? And so I think the takeaway here is, is that people who are making online donations um, with, their, with their mobile phone, uh, whether it's mobile web or, or apps, they're willing to make donations of the same size that they are online. And what we're seeing with Texas, while it's so, so we're not it, as long as you're in the mobile web and mobile app uh, sector of uh, of mobile giving, uh, you're not really seeing a decline in the the dollar value, but certainly. Uh, if you're relying on text to give, you are going to see a decline in an average gift because it's basically a micro-gift approach. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I think that as you think about how and when you use both of these, I think think about, yes, what the, what the average size of the gift might be. And you wouldn't want to necessarily find yourself in a position where you're asking would-be $50 donors to make a $5 contribution. Um, right, so exactly. I think that's, that's really the concern for a lot of charities is, yeah, mobile is important, but how do I create a serious engagement uh, using mobile? Uh, Mark, we're going to take just a, a quick break, and when, when we come back, I want you to look again into that, that crystal ball, thinking of practical advice right now for our listeners. What should be the role of mobile in the upcoming holiday giving season? And we'll be right back. I'm pleased to again share with you our sponsor for today's show, and that's Geronimo.com Vacation Rentals for Charity. Uh, they have launched their totally new concept for nonprofits. You can find them at Geronimo.com. They link your organization to the highest quality vacation rentals in the world. This is really a great concept. It's simple. Your donors just book from one, vo one website. Geronimo.com, one of the vacation rentals that they've already provided free of charge to you. Each of the owners who own these vacation rentals has already agreed to donate 50% or more of that rental fee to your organization. If silent auctions have been successful for you, you're going to love Geronimo. So start turning spare weeks that donors have uh, in their vacation homes to big donations to your organization. All you do is ask your donors to book their next vacation at Geronimo.com. All vacation rental owners that are posted, as I said before, are already in agreement to make that donation to your organization. What a great concept. Visit Geronimo.com to learn how you can unlock big donations for your organization. Hey, while you're there, you can even click on the button to ask them about private label solutions uh, that feature your logo and your look and feel of your website. Don't miss the opportunity as you're planning for year-end giving and for your auction events uh, to utilize Geronimo.com. Now back to the show. 
what about year-end giving? And as our listeners are starting to prepare their year-end campaigns and appeals, what should be the role of website, mobile web, and uh, mobile applications? Good question. I think it's a good opportunity um, to get started with a lot of what we were just talking about. I, I, you know, I, I think at the, at, the, at the start of this, I would view um, the mobile component of this really being a channel of what you're already doing. And I, I think that there's an opportunity to kind of piggyback this media on top of the programs that you've already got in place. I think that's the opportunity. So a few things that I would view as almost a checklist is um, just making sure with your newsletter provider letters and emails that go out are actually um, read effectively and kind of take a look at what they look like on a, on a smartphone or a mobile device. Um, my suspicion is, is that most of those are already kind of well ahead of the curve on this. I think secondarily, I would say talk to whoever um, runs your website or whoever your, your, your donation um, tools or page is to take a look and see what the experiences look it is like making a donation on your website using a smartphone. And I've seen them um, range from from good to um, really almost not doable, depending upon kind of what service you're using. And I think that's something that you'd want to take a look at. Because at the bare minimum, you know that people are going to be um, viewing your emails, coming to your donation page, and you want to make that as um, uh, 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 enabling as possible if people want to make a donation. I would also suggest if you're not already using it, make sure that you've got um, PayPal Mobile Express checkout. It's just going to help to facilitate more donations of people who are coming through um, that channel uh, around these campaigns. I guess one other kind of um, you know last thought I'd suggest is um, I've seen a lot of very interesting things done with QR codes. And it's very much now, now let's back, um, back up and make sure that all of our listeners understand what that is. So de describe it's sort of these uh, interesting looking square boxes, uh, but but what is it and what does it do? So let's, let's so, explain to our listeners. So a QR code, for those of you that don't know the term, it's um, it's kind of the cross between a, um, a barcode and a Rorschach test. It's a, a kind of a square, pixelated, um, looks almost like again, a barcode. And basically what that does is that stores information. So for example, a URL, and it can be the URL to your website. So what I've seen um, some of our clients do, and there was also a nice big ad in the local Boston newspaper um, this past weekend for the Jimmy Fund, which has a, a, a huge fundraising event, and they had a very nice um, looking uh, uh, QR code in the middle of the ad. Basically when you scan that with your smartphone, um, and smartphones, if it's an Android phone, it has the, 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 the scanner app built right into it. If it's an iPhone, it's, it's a free app that you can get. It basically reads it. What it does is it basically takes you to whatever information is stored in that QR code. So in this case, it was the uh, donation page of the Jimmy Fund. And it's just a really um, kind of you know, neat and innovative way to get um, to, to leverage what you're already doing. In this case, there was a print ad. Um, one of our clients um, also had a, around the holidays last year, they did the exact same thing with a print ad in the newspaper that they took out, and they just printed the QR code. It's free and easy to get one of these created. It's, it doesn't take any sort of technical ability or it, it doesn't cost anything. Right, just for our listeners, uh, a good website to create a free QR code is Curify.com, and that's Q-U-R-I-F-Y.com. You can, of course, learn more about this. Uh, go ahead, Mark. Exactly, and the process is very similar to shortening a URL. You just take whatever URL you want to direct people to, whether it's your home page or your donation form, um, and then uh, you push a button and, and back comes this QR code, which you can print anywhere. Um, so we had one client that did, did that in a, in a newspaper ad. We also had another client that put, it, that put a QR code to their donation form at the bottom of their annual solicitation letter. So it was a physical letter. They put a QR code on it just to see what would happen. Um, they didn't put any sort of uh, description around it. They figured that people who didn't know what it was, you know, no amount of text would kind of you know, help them understand in a short period, in a short amount of space. But those who did know about it would be curious and would and would uh, scan it. And so sure enough, we saw you know, a, a bunch of scans um, in, in, in all of these formats. Um, it didn't result in millions of dollars, but I think the point was not so much what are we going to see in terms of huge donation spikes. It's really kind of one in, in, in terms of 
testing stuff, trying things, getting started. And, and I would just say that something to think about, kind of a, a, an inexpensive um, and innovative way to start testing how you can leverage some of your existing programs with some of the media that you may be buying or signage that you may have um, or whatnot. Well, and Mark, and I think that's part of the, the message today is, you know, I think all too often when it comes to uh, new technology, and of course we've certainly talked about a lot of, you know, cutting-edge things for a lot of charities from mobile web to uh, mobile apps and QR codes uh, today, you know, those are not everyday sorts of things that uh, the charitable organizations are thinking about, but they're going to need to. And what, what I think is interesting about the QR code approach is, first of all, it doesn't cost you anything uh, to think through that process and incorporate it. But what you do know that you're getting uh, if, uh, if you start getting traffic through a QR code is you do know that those folks are fairly cutting edge because that is not commonplace uh, for anyone right now. You see them, they're starting to pop up, but they're not everyday occurrences. And so if you know what it is and you're using it, you know that you are talking to someone who understands technology. Absolutely. That's exactly right. So it's a great way to uh, to connect with, uh, with your community. Mark, I just want to uh, mention a couple of uh, quick things talking about technology and connecting uh, with your community. I want to uh, just a shout out to all of the folks who have joined the People to People fundraising LinkedIn group. Of course, all of our listeners can join. Uh, there's a link in our newsletter, always, at p2pfundraising.org. Uh, or in the upper right-hand navigation, you'll find a direct link where you can join that group. And as of today, Mark, we've got 1,152 professionals uh, who are engaged in online fundraising, social media, uh, and people-to-people fundraising who have joined that group and now can communicate with each other and be a part of that people-to-people fundraising community. So we encourage all of our listeners to consider that, and that group continues to grow every single week. I also wanted to uh, uh, thank uh, and draw attention to uh, Mary Ann Seiler, uh, who today decided to do what all of our listeners can do, uh, and that's by going to tedhart.com, clicking on radio links. You actually will find the link to this radio show's website, uh, and today she decided to follow us and that just helps us get even more popular. So Marianne did that today, so can you, and those are just a couple of ways that you can connect uh, with this show. Mark, we just have a couple of minutes left. It's always amazing how fast uh, these shows go. What I wanted to do is just in the last couple of minutes here, uh, give you an opportunity to just share with our our listeners how can they connect with you, how can they connect with Artez uh, if they're looking for this kind of cutting-edge technology to work into their year-end planning. We've got about a minute and a half. Well, terrific. Thanks. Um, you know, I'd welcome the chance to talk to anybody that's curious in knowing more or, or, or kind of has some ideas that they'd like to bounce off. Uh, my email address is just msutton at artez.com, and that's A-R-T-E-Z. <clears throat> you can also visit the Artez website, <clears throat> which is uh, www.artez.com. And we've got loads of information on uh, mobile. We actually have a mobile white paper that kind of goes into a lot of this in pretty good depth with some good statistics and just kind of an overall background of what's happening in the mobile environment. Very often we find that as you have these conversations internally, it's important to be able to provide kind of what's happening out there at the macro level. And this white paper really provides all that. So at artez.com, you'll be able to find the mobile uh, white paper, and I invite um, any of the listeners to go and, and download it and have a read. And please contact me if I can uh, answer any questions or be of any help. And uh, Mark, we do have a request over in the chat room today. Dr. Dania Gonzalez has asked that we post that to the web. We will immediately after this show uh, post your mobile white paper to the radio links uh, that our listeners uh, and our readers can find at tedhart.com click on radio link. So that will be posted immediately after the show. Terrific, Ted. And thank you very much. Really, it's always a pleasure being on the show. Well, Mark, thank you for jumping in and uh, uh, being our pitch hitter today. I knew it would be a terrific show and that our listeners would get an awful lot out of it. Uh, this is uh, uh, destined to be one of the favorite podcasts. Uh, and I do want to remind all of our listeners that you can find all of our podcasts at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. 
see you next week on Tuesday when we will have as our page two expert the founder of the Oscars of the Philanthropy World, the State Classy Awards. Uh, Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us here today, and everyone have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.